Greetings, greetings once again, everybody. This is the Power of Men podcast, and I am your host, Warren Mitchell. And I am excited again to bring you another episode here for you, especially for my brothers and men who are on the path, on their journey of um, discovery and being there, being true to themselves and working out through some challenging um, life experiences. Um, I have a special guest with me today, Brother Ben. Uh, he'll introduce himself to you in a minute. Uh, I just want to take that time, take this time to just say thank you again, once again, to everybody who have been listening. I've been hearing a lot of positive feedback. And uh, please, on iTunes especially, I believe, there's opportunities to leave reviews. If you do like what you hear, please give us a shout out. I truly appreciate that. All right. And then also we are working on trying to um, get a listing or schedule for um, topics and guests. So if you are interested and want to be a guest and talking about any particular issue as it relates to men and their health, and that includes mental health, spiritual health, physical health as well, uh, please give me a shout out. And I look forward to, to hearing from you. My phone number, hey, 770-882-4240. That's 770-882-4240. My email address is ajourneyofself at gmail.com. Ajourneyofself at gmail.com. Or you can check me out on my webpage at journeyofselfdiscovery.org. So again, today, welcome everybody. I have with me Brother B. Brother B. How you doing? I'm doing just great. All right. Playing. Okay, good, good. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? All right. Well, <clears throat> I am Brother B. I am 43 years old. I am married of 16 years, going on 17. Okay. My wife and I have been together for 19 total. Okay. We are a blended family. Uh, two boys, one girl, all grown, ages 30, 27, and soon to be 24 ah, you remember their ages pretty good <laughs> all right and uh what do you do you say you are in law enforcement I am is that law what it is yes. all right yes cool cool how long you been doing that i've been doing that for a total of 11 and a half oh, well this year be 12 years 12 years all right well thank you for coming by and uh willing to be a guest today on the power of men and uh, we are going to talk about your relationship with your wife for a little mm -hmm. bit yes. and um, get into where it is and possibly what has influenced it to being where it is. And then eventually, if not today, in a part two, we will talk about how to get you um, to a, he a healthier or a better place in your relationship with your wife. All right. Yes, that's correct. All right. How did she, if you told her she, you were coming here? I did. She, she knows. All right. What'd she say? She was she was like, okay. All right. He said, don't let, don't let my business out on the streets. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, all right. So tell me, give me a, 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 just a summary of where you guys are today. What's going on? Okay, well, we're, we're currently in our transitioning period, uh, coming from a situation where I was, uh, I won't say less than faithful, but having some uh, inappropriate dealings with uh the fair sex which would be women okay and inappropriate in the sense of what you're talking about conversations mm -hmm. what are yes. you talking? conversations okay. uh, uh there were times when there were <clears throat> picture swaps okay and uh of course it was inappropriate on my end as well as the other parties in okay 
And it was discovered by the spouse, my wife. Okay. And once confronted with it, that was where the problem ensued. Okay. All right. And um, I'm sure that was a bit uncomfortable um, going through that process. It was very uncomfortable still uh, to this point, I would say. And uh, especially when you're not used to dealing with being confronted with things of this nature, it, it makes it difficult. All right. So um, the thing is, uh, um, as a therapist, I um, I see a lot of uh, couples uh, and individuals, and this is a common story, um, whether the affair is full-blown um, in actual sexual encounters, um, or it's, it's through emotional um, development or emotional relationship, or it could be it through flirtations or through pictures, as you indicated as well. Um, so a lot of women are probably going to want to know, like, you know, what if you if you're happily married or you believe you're happy with your wife, what is it that's going on that's making you um, that would encourage you or motivate you to to go looking for a, a relationship for some level of satisfaction? Was there something going on in your relationship that you were not satisfied with or what? Well, sometimes what happens is when you've been married for as long as I have, you you tend to, uh, I would say, your mind tends to wander. Okay. <clears throat> and by that I mean, there are there are times when you and the wife don't necessarily jive or get along, and you go to work, and being in the field that I work in, you're at work a majority of your day, so you tend to spend a lot of time around your coworkers okay. and. When a majority of your coworkers are female, mm. then that that makes it uh, a bit tough. A bit tough, yes. Mm. Okay, all right. And so, when the individual uh, or individuals—I'm not sure as yet—that you had this encounter with, um, was this something that started off with the intention of you know, to be a flirtatious or relationship, or did you guys start off as? Just friends, or how how did that relationship get started? Yeah, it basically just started as coworkers, uh, you know, working in in my field. Uh, like I said, hanging out uh, numerous hours of the day. We you know we're now on twelve hour shifts, so you imagine being around one person for twelve hours. Mm. I'm pretty much almost around her more than I'm around my wife. Okay. So when something like that happens, you know, you tend to conversate and. Okay. Uh, if you're not careful and you don't draw the line on, on the boundary of the relationship, then personal situations and conversations start to happen. Mm, okay. Okay. I read somewhere, I'm trying to remember where it was, I think uh, with the Gottman on um, uh, 10 lessons uh, from their book, 10 lessons to transform your marriage. Talked about that once you started ha- start having a secret relationship with somebody else or talking to you or talking to somebody else about things that matter to you that your wife is not aware about, you have a secret relationship with that person. Mm-hmm. It may start off innocently, but um, it's, it's, it's a potential risk of um, feelings becoming involved. And because this person is being there for you in ways that your wife isn't. Right. Um, and, and part of the reason why she isn't is because you're not involving her in the conversation or um, talking to her about whatever it is that you're talking to this other person mm-hmm. about. Okay. And yeah. she is not aware of this person. Okay. So that also makes it uh, inappropriate. Okay. 
And that can lead to a mushroom cloud explosion mm-hmm. of emotion, which mm-hmm. I have seen with my own eyes. Okay. All right. You're talking about <clears throat> within your relationship or with other relationships around you? In, in my relationship. Okay. Okay. Yes. All right. And um, you said you and your wife have been married or together 19 years? We've been together 19. And married, married for? It'll be 17 as of June 15. 17. How were things early on in the relationship? Uh, the relationship was great. Okay. Uh, we were both young and excited and in love all right uh i basically walked through the world with blinders on Mm -hmm. because there was no woman out there who could do what my wife was doing for me and i went to work and i came home we sat we talked we laughed we played we did things together and it was awesome all right how long did that go on for that went on for about four and a half years okay all right and when did you start noticing that stuff started to, the relationship or the connection started to kind of drift a bit? Well, as in our relationships, you know, everything is not perfect. Things tend to happen. Uh, it can be a situation where you and her are just not getting along. It can be financial, which was one of our, our biggest uh, conflicts. Okay. And uh, finances can also tear a marriage apart which it almost did okay all right and finances as it relates to not spending wisely or not bringing enough income or both okay (laughs) all right okay (laughs) all right and then um did you guys um address that or attempt to address that and did you also um looked at or evaluated how that was impacting the relationship at that time well i don't feel that we addressed it i think we just kind of uh, tiptoed around each other. Okay. Uh, it was it was eggshells for months, mm. and without us having that conversation, it breeded a lot of contempt and resentment. Okay, on both sides, or um, well, I would say more so on my side. I really can't speak for her. So, con- and resentment and contentment towards her. Mm-hmm. What specifically was was building that resentment? Like, what is she? What is that she was doing or not doing that made you like feel that level of resentment towards her and distrust? I'm assuming. Well, I didn't. I didn't feel that she understood where I was coming from. Okay, with regards to what? What Just, was your role in the financial issues you were having? Well, at that time, I was not making as much as I uh, could have. Okay, and I I, I was. Not in law enforcement at that time. I was just uh, at the basic doing security. So, okay. you know, security officers do not make a lot of money. True. And uh, there were a couple of incidents where uh, I had gotten in trouble and gotten written up. So mm. I was very close to losing my job at that time. And, okay. And it was just very stressful on both parts. Okay. All right. And um, and so you did you feel the way that your wife was handling it wasn't supportive or do you think she was justified in feeling what she was feeling or? Well, I didn't feel like she was uh, supporting me like she should have. Okay. What were you looking for as a support? Say, say somebody else, another guy might be going through this. Um, and his, his wife is, or um, or significant other is trying to be supportive. What is it you think could have been supportive to you from, from her end? Well, actually it could have been a a two part deal. Um, she could have been more supportive in saying, Hey, babe, what's going on? Are you okay? And I could have been more vocal about what I was feeling because, I, you know, a, a lot of us as men don't communicate as well as we should when mm. it comes to our, our uh, 
partners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's some sisters out here. It's like, <laughs> reach it, reach it, say it, say it one more time. Yeah. Cause I hear that a lot too. Yeah. Uh, many of us, um, I think, I think that we, we, we have an issue with being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. In that space, and so you know, we have we're not used to being vulnerable, and many of us see vulnerability as as a sign of weakness. Mm-hmm. And so, to to express that um, this is how I'm feeling about what's happening mm-hmm. um, for a guy, many times it just feels like I'm, I'm I'm admitting to the woman that I'm supposed to protect and be there for. I'm admitting to her mm-hmm. that I'm not good enough, right. that I'm a failure. Um, and that's not easy for a, a guy if that's how he's looking at the situation to admit to. And so, one, one thing that I realized at this very moment just now as you spoke it is that I think if there's no one else that you can be more vulnerable around, it should be your spouse uh-huh. because that lets them know that you trust them and you're letting them in and you trust them with your feelings. Powerful, very powerful. And then and for women, that's that's what intimacy is about primarily. You know, is that level of vulnerability? Can you, you know, can can you trust me um, with with your treasures and and your most vulnerable uh, or va- most valuable things that you, that you are that you consider sacred or important to you? Right. And that lets me know that if if you can trust me with that, you really see me as a, as a, as an equal, as a partner mm-hmm. to be there for you, and and I don't mind doing the same for you. Um, right. So, but when you start to hold back. She she may start to do the same thing as well, mm. you know. And so okay, so that and so did was did that? How long did that go on for? With the financial issues and the not really opening up and talking as much. <sighs> that went on for a very long time. Okay, uh, I can't. I don't. I can't say how many years it may have gone on. Okay, uh, to be exact, but it, it was for quite a few. Would you say that because of that and not resolving it at that time may have influenced um, how and made it easier for you to connect with a coworker in your in your situation? Oh yeah, most definitely. And what ended up happening was I would seek solace in a person outside of my marriage, and thus forming a secret bond with this person, and it made me put a wall up around my wife. Ah, yeah. Yeah, I, I I can relate to that. I, that 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 happened to me at one time. Um, it wasn't that I was trying to be involved in another person or want a relationship with another person, but we develop a close um, relationship where she became someone I could talk to, mm-hmm. and um, and my wife and I were going through some things at that time as well. And so because I then had somebody that I could open up to, and the struggles my wife and I were having at then, I like I don't need to go through the struggles of trying to talk to her or get her to be open to me or or listen to what she has to say, this person was available for me. And that caused some major issues um, that even led us, I think, um, to eventually led us to, to getting involved in counseling. Mm-hmm. So I've learned um, through that experience how we can become emotionally involved with someone else. Mm-hmm. And again, it doesn't even have to be romantically emotionally mm-hmm. involved. Um, it could just be that that person, or it could be even a thing. Um, mm-hmm. I think I remember mentioning to some guys, a Caribbean group uh, of men at one time, that we can have an affair mm-hmm. against our wife or significant other with something we enjoy, a hobby, mm-hmm. for instance. Uh, instead of, 
you know, choosing uh, our wives to talk to in those moments. We go to taking care of our cars. We go to playing video games. Mm-hmm. We sit on the toilet bowl and watch a, watch a, uh, look at a magazine. Mm-hmm. And that becomes what we prefer to do in our moment of vulnerability rather than coming to her and talking to her. And or even working late or working longer, working harder. Those things become ex- escapes. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of going to our significant other and saying, this is where I'm at, or this is the issue that I'm dealing with. And those are our fears. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. We, we think our fears just happen with another person, but we can also have our fears with things we do mm-hmm. that brings us a sense of peace or comfort, um, ra- in, in the, in the moments that we should be going to our significant other. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And one other thing would be, uh, hanging out with platonic friends and ah, just, just yes. pouring all of your energy into them right. as opposed to your relationship with your spouse. Right. Very good. Yeah. That's powerful. All right. So good. So, and did along the years, did, was it only currently that you got involved with a coworker or did this happen? Oh, no, it happened multiple times. Oh, <laughs> whoa, okay. Actually, actually, at every job I've had. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Um, All right. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, as I would say, maybe uh, the one time it, it was physical, but typically it's more so an emotional affair. Okay. Um, because I'm connecting with the person on that level, and it, it becomes a situation where I just have someone that I can vent to. Right, right. And it just just uh, lay it out there instead mm-hmm. of uh, going to my wife, mm-hmm. you know, basically manning up and right. talking to her. Right. And this is my escape route. Right. And just finding somebody else. Okay. What do you think about having another male to be able to talk to about those kind of things? Is that is that something that you have in your space? Um, one and two. Do you, well, two. Do you believe that that's that's something that men should should be available for for each other to that 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 safe space where we can talk about those sensitive issues instead of going to, into the opposite sex where we put a lot of things at risk and to happen in those situations. What are your, what are your thoughts about that? Well, you, you definitely should have uh males in your circle that you trust, uh, that you can uh, speak with. Also, they need to be of the same status, you know, so you, you shouldn't be talking to single friends you know about a marriage situation because mm. they have no idea. Okay. Okay. You, know, you need you need a, a, a good group of uh, males that have been married for a period of years. Okay. They got some knowledge and, and can kind of you know keep you your compass morally straight. All right. So having healthy <laughs> males who who um, who have are going through and have gone through similar situations or at least been married for some time. Um, to be able to relate to what you're going through, I think that you're saying that's that's important to, as well. Is, All right. Do you believe? What do you think might be though some resistance to for some men to to want to be there like that um, for other men? Like you know, if if what if a, another guy came to you and is talking to you about what's going on at home and he's crying and you know he does because he's not he's nowhere else to go to and he doesn't want to go to the opposite sex because he knows the possibility what could happen. Would you receive that as a guy who is strong, or do you see him as being weak? Well, you know, typically uh, men think that if you come to him and you're crying, you're weak and you're whipped, mm-hmm, <laughs> and mm-hmm. you, you know, you're you're I guess quote unquote henpecked. Mm-hmm. But uh, what you need to realize is that 
if you have a person that you can come to that can that can that that is willing to listen to you and also give you advice, then that's the person that you need to hang on to. Okay. All right. Cool. So, and how did your wife respond um, when through these various experiences? I mean, what do you think? Why is she still with you if if this is happening in numerous situations and jobs that you've been in? Why wouldn't <laughs> I would say she she wouldn't I, I wouldn't want you to work um, right. or only work with men. <laughs> Why would she trust you to continue working around women if you have demonstrated a, a pattern that this tends to happen? Right, right. Well, you know we've been together for so long, and what she explained to me was is that uh, she's had numerous opportunities to walk out on me, and she very well could have. And because of how long we've been together and the fact that she truly loves me, she's decided to stay and stick it out. Okay. And because and, and, she's a true romantic and she, she knows that better days are coming. All right. There are a lot of women who are in a similar situation and um, are saying similar to what your wife is saying. And a lot of guys may take advantage of that. And recognizing that she isn't going to go anywhere, or at least it's going to take a whole lot for her to, to before she leaves, what would you say to, to a, a woman who, uh, best as, as best you, as you can, who um, may be dealing with this and maybe her husband continues to cheat, continues to have these relationships? Do you think that there is a limit to how much he should put up with. There definitely is. Uh, I don't know what that limit may be for them. Right. But what I would say is if, if, if the pattern is consistent and it continues and it gets to a point where you feel like he just doesn't care. Okay. And you see no end in sight, mm -hmm. then maybe that's your, your cue right. to go ahead and uh, exit the stage left. All right. And I would add to that, if, if as a sister, if you're in a similar relationship, or even if you're a brother and you're in a similar relationship, if you begin to see that you're losing yourself mm -hmm. in the process of waiting and continuing to give chances and, and, and you're not being true to who you are, you feel like you have sacrificed a part of your soul in order to maintain this relationship, it's a good opportunity to take a time out to check in with yourself to, to figure out like what's going on here. Mm -hmm. um, counseling would be be good talking to someone that you can trust um, who can give you an objective view uh, I think would be very very beneficial so um, I, I know in some religions um, Christianity for one especially that you know marriage is is important and maintaining marriage and right. the sacrament of marriage um, but I do believe that there are times when if you if if, if a marriage is is uh, staying and how you handling it and how what's going on in a relationship is making you lose yourself mm -hmm. in that process right that's one of those times when you need to really um, check yourself to take better care of you because the best gift I believe that any any individual can bring into a, a, a marriage or a relationship is a healthy self or taking mm -hmm. care of themselves in the process of taking care of themselves, you know, and, and, and I don't think many of us take a look at that. We, we care so much about loving our neighbor mm -hmm. and not realizing that we have to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. So right. that's cru crucial. All right. And um, what about guys who might be in that same situation? Right. And they are their wives that keep giving them second chances, third chances and fourth chances. What is it would you want to say to a guy that um, that might need to to really realize the pain that that he's causing? OK, well, what I would say to him is that he needs to evaluate whether he's going to do the right thing. OK. And if not. 
then he needs to go ahead and let that woman go and still mm-hmm. get counseling to kind of work on himself because mm-hmm. he doesn't want to take that excess baggage mm-hmm. into a new relationship because the same thing is going to happen. It's just going to, it's like it's going to repeat itself. But he might be like, you know, I'm comfortable here. You know, she's not, you know, she's arguing, she's cursing me out or she's pissed, but she's still here. So with somebody else, they might not put up with me so long. So why would I want to leave this? Yeah, that's true. But what, what what he needs to to realize is, you know, this woman is, is giving her all, all right. to him. Okay. And in doing that, she is putting herself out there and he is just taking, taking, taking. Okay. Now, to some men, and I've seen in my field, but it, it can become tragic. Yeah, yeah. You know, so he needs to kind of check himself on that. Right. Is this, is this really what you want to do? Right. Yeah, and it's a way, it's also important to have, as we talked about earlier, some positive um, um, men in, in 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 our circle as a part of our tribe, men who can check us uh, and and help us to be our best selves. But we have to be re- willing to be open and share some of this stuff with them, because right. many of us keep that to us to ourselves. So, just if you are in that predicament, um, and 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 as a guy. Uh, just know that you, you're the person that you say you care about so deeply, and she may even be the mother of your child uh, or children. And if you're taking her through this, um, and and you realize the pain that she's in, you owe it to 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 her, and you owe it to herself, and you owe it to the kids, mm-hmm. not to continue to take their mother through that type of trauma right. and 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 just turmoil. And just because she wants to stay in a relationship or is invested and doesn't want to um, have a broken family and for whatever reason, you have a responsibility to be true to yourself, be true to your to your kids and be true to their mother. And right. so if that's happening, really take a good look at yourself and, and, and or go into, into counseling or, or talk to somebody who can be true to you if you want to evolve and be your best self. Okay. How can you say you truly love that person if you continue to hurt them that way? That's right. That's right. All right. So you recently had a trip back home, and uh, I think you said then you, you you spoke with your with your parents, and and this is all um, a part of us um, having a discussion here. We we are, I'm talking with brother brother B, and uh, we're talking about his relationship with his wife and where he currently is and. Um, trying to provide, um, some, some guidance to helping him to continue on the journey of rebuilding and reconciling and becoming one with his wife again, um, after some challenges. And, um, and we, we're going to begin to take a look at his history as to may, what may have influenced the mindset that he has had. And again, this may be common to other guys as well in, 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 in similar to his situation. So. Mm-hmm. You went back home, and yes. um, what was that like? Um, it was great. I actually uh, had spent some time with my father and uh, his side of the family, and I eventually ended up spending time with my mother and her side of the family. Okay, so they're not together? No, they're not together. They, they, have never, they never have been together. Oh, they've never been together? They've never been together. So even when, when you were born, they, were they together? No. Okay, okay, no, all right. They were just kids. Okay, all right. And so what what... Tell me, tell me a little bit about what happened growing up and, and how that may have affected you, you think? Okay, so she got pregnant with me, and uh, I was born, and my father was not there. Mm. Uh, and I think that has a whole lot to do with 
uh, I want to say my grandfather. Okay. Okay. Your maternal grandfather? Yes. Okay. Yes. Your mother's yes. grand, mother's father. Okay. Yes. Yes. You know, it was a whole situation where I'm pretty sure he wanted her to marry him. Okay. And uh, he wouldn't do it. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. So, as a result, what happened? As a result, I was raised in a single parent home. Okay. Um, and even though she did have the support system of my grandfather and her brothers and my aunts, mm-hmm. you know, it was it was a situation where I I was alone a lot. Okay. So where was your father? Wasn't your father around? Did, I mean, even though she was, they, they didn't get together or didn't stay together. Um, was he involved in your life growing up? He was not. Not at all. Not at all. And why is that? I want to say it had to do a lot with my grandfather and know her um not wanting to uh let him see me oh because i'm pretty sure that she wanted to be with him okay and realizing that he never would be i want to say she may have had a nervous breakdown mm. because he didn't want to be with her okay because of my, my what family. you okay okay and so did you guys were you raised in the same neighborhood yes so did he make attempts as far as you were aware to try to come see you and not that I'm aware of, no. Okay, so he didn't make attempts, and you're assuming, or you you know for sure that it was because of her family that didn't want him to be, you know, especially her, um, your grandfather, didn't want him to be a part of right. your life? Okay. Well, when I spoke to him, he said that he only remembers seeing me one time at okay. the age of four years old. Okay. Uh, after that, I don't I don't have any recollection of him, and I, I barely even remember that. Okay, okay. And so what... So how did, were you raised? I mean, you you grew up your whole life in the same area where he was around, or well, I want to say for the first uh, ten years of my life, we we stayed pretty much stayed close to the neighborhood, and he he definitely was there, but I never ran across him, never made a made a trip or journey to his house because you know at certain periods in my life, you know I did know exactly what street he stayed on, but was not. I did not have the wherewithal to go mm. search for him. Okay. Okay. And then uh, we, we actually uprooted and left uh, Detroit. Okay. And you and were moved away. You were around how old then? I was uh, 10 years old. Okay. So yeah. if he didn't have contact with you then, right. when you were living that close, much less for when you moved out of town, out of the area, um, to, right. li- to live somewhere else. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember how that impacted you growing up, not having your father around? It, it it was it was very uh, devastating because from what what I realize now is that his side of the family had a dynamic that I desperately needed, which was uh, the the family aspect. Uh, I have a brother, I have cousins, and um, I have a brother, I have cousins, and they all spent time around my my grandmother's house, and the way that affected me was is. You know, now we're all grown pretty much, and there are people on his side of the family that I never got a chance to meet that have passed on. Okay. All right. And did you have a father figure in your life growing up? Did your mom get um, ever get involved seriously with anybody or married? Well, no, she, she's never been married, and she she's dealt with uh, numerous guys, none of which were a father figure, but I also did have the... Support of my uncles and my aunts. Okay. And uh, just, you know, various people that we ran across, you know, throughout my lifetime. Can you think of or remember a particular experience where you you were long for your father and he, he wasn't there and, and how that may have 
emotionally without seeing other kids with their father or some other experience? Oh yeah, most definitely. Um, you know, there are, there are certain things in your life that you need to learn as a man from your father that I never got to learn. I just kind of had to pick up on my own, but you know, a lot of those things were, I did play sports, I played football Mm -hmm. and there was no one there for me on the weekend at the game. Wow. Okay. You know, and just to hear, you know, other parents screaming for their kids and then, you know, I may do something great and, Mm -hmm. you know, there's no one. Okay. All right. What sport do you play? Play football. Football? Okay. And um, was your mom at the game? No, she was at work. Oh, okay. She was a single parent, um, two or three jobs, you know, always working. Mm. So that kind of, you know, left me to myself a lot. Okay. Were you a single child, only child rather? Yeah, only child. Okay. All right. And so I am here again talking with my brother, my brother B. And uh, we are talking about, you know, his relationship with his wife. And right now we are going into, uh, have gone into, began talking about his history and what may have led him into having some inappropriate relationships with other women um, that uh, we're trying to understand because it's it's such an issue among, um, among married couples or, or committed couples um where somebody and in and many if not most cases is the men who's kind of stepping out and in his case he you know he talked about there was one incident of uh physical intimacy most of the others have been either emotional or flirtatious or sending pics and and whatnot so we are going to uh, wrap up shortly and uh, we will have a part two. So we won't just leave you guys hanging. Uh, we will have another episode where we will uh, continue the history and, and how that impacted um, B and, and ha- not having a male figure, a positive male figure, as in particular his father around. And um, we'll talk about when he connected, reconnected with his father and um and how did not growing up with with a, a positive male figure again may have influenced how he saw himself as a as a male and as a man and how he related to to other women uh, we also talk about you know how his his wife and mother have some similarities and possibly um why he may have attracted someone like his mother as well so that's for the next episode part two on the journey of becoming one with his wife with um uh, yeah with his wife all right so we will talk uh see you guys on on the other end in the meantime i just want to encourage um a brother or sister if you were in a in a in a relationship and it's it's costing you your your sense of self it's 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 draining the life out of you and you have not sought out help yet. That would be the first thing I would say is reach out and get some help. Um, get some counseling and wherever you might be. Um, for men, um, and especially in very, uh, people in, in, in ethnic, um, groups and cultures that might see counseling as either a white people thing. Um, that is so, so false. And the value we have, or, or that counseling is for crazy people. Uh, that is not true. That is completely not true. I've been in counseling myself um, for both um, individual and marriage. And the benefit, my wife and I, we would not be still married today if it was not for counseling. And so it is important that we take care of ourselves. So if you are in a relationship and, and it's really toxic, please reach out. Find somebody in your in your area 
um, if they, hopefully they have a website or they have, might have reviews um, or ask, ask around uh, your friends or family members who may be because some people might be in counseling you don't even know and they might give you a good personal review of a person that might feel a good connect you might feel a good connection with give them a call brothers i encourage you it takes a whole lot more courage to admit that you don't know that you're hurting than to pretend that you're not or that you're fine all right so i encourage you all thank you um uh, to take care of yourselves and thank you for listening and uh, again this is part one brother b thank you for no coming problem. i thoroughly enjoyed it Thank you, man. And I uh, appreciate you stepping up to really try and support um, other brothers out there who, and, and relationships who might be going through something similar. And until next time, peace. Peace out.